Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cast Conversations. As always, I'm joined by Philip himself and a very special guest today. We have yes. a Disney ambassador, Caitlin. <laughs> Welcome, Caitlin, to the episode. Thank you so much for having me, y'all. I'm very excited to be here, and hi, everybody listening. Yeah, yeah, I was. I've been looking forward to this episode all day while I was at work. I, yeah, I was very I, excited. <laughs> couldn't couldn't wait to record this episode tonight. Oh, I've so, been excited to talk to y'all too. So thank you for making my first day back for a long weekend, full of anticipation. Good. I'm glad that we could do that. So you kind of have a lot under your belt. We're super excited for um, the listeners to hear about it. Just to um, touch on some things that Caitlin's done. Um, she worked in Consumer Insights, uh, Guest Talent Coordinator at the American Idol Experience, a Traditions Facilitator, which I'm super excited to talk about, um, Leadership Entertainment Manager, Costuming Manager, Ambassador, Disney English in China, and Experience Development Manager. You've got quite a hefty background with Disney. <laughs> it's one of the things I love most, though, is you can do a lot of things while working at one wonderful company. So what year did you get your start with the company? I started in, oh gosh, it must have been 2010, 2010, I believe, was my start. Okay, and what did you start off doing? I did start in Consumer Insights. So if you see those cast members wearing those front pleated waist-high khakis and those white okay. shirts and asking you for your email or your zip code, they'd be very kind to them because that is where I started. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a, actually a wonderful job. I I had wanted to work for the Walt Disney Company. Actually, it hadn't even been my whole life. It was something that kind of happened by accident, and I I wanted to go and perform, uh, but instead I I ended up asking people for surveys in the parks. <laughs> oh wow! So um, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask before we get into all your other roles. Um, and we'll we'll get into this a lot more later but for people who don't know what a disney ambassador is do you want to just briefly describe the characteristics of that role of course uh so quick history walk down history lane is uh the walt disney uh, the disney ambassador program was started by walt disney himself and his marketing executive jack lindquist and it happened uh 10 years after the opening of disneyland uh, the program still exists today, and there are ambassadors that represent uh, Disney cast members at all Disney parks across the world. So during my term, there were 10 of us worldwide, and we essentially represented the cast members. So we were there to represent the spirit and joy and passion of our cast members. Um, we would be representatives of the Disney brand in our local communities and, of course, represent the legacy of Walt himself and everything that the Walt Disney Company stands for. That's awesome. That's a really cool role that I feel like a lot of people don't even know about. Um, so... Yeah, we, I was telling my parents about it and they they did not realize what a Disney ambassador was. So it's cool to be able to inform our listeners about that. Yeah, especially since we do have a selection year coming up this year for our cast members, and it'll be the 50th of Walt Disney World as well. So um, it's really exciting. So when you got your start with the company, did you ever see yourself putting on that um, Disney ambassador name tag? Um, I don't I don't know if it's easy for anybody to say that they're, they can definitely do that because it's such a big role and it's such a big honor. But I was introduced to the program fairly 
early on in my Disney career. I had just started the company probably a couple months and a friend of mine mentioned that there was some kind of ceremony happening in my kingdom before park open on the Cinderella castle stage. And it asked if I wanted to go. And so I said, well, yes, of course I work at Disney now and I can go to the parks before anybody else. Right. <laughs> like that to me was the coolest thing. So uh, I had no idea what it was at all. All I knew was that I had to get up super early to be there. And when I went in the morning, it was for the ambassador selection ceremony. So the five ambassador finalists, which at the time I did not know what that was, were all standing on stage. And it was like seven in the morning. And there was a crowd of cast members who had chosen to come in before their shifts on their days off to support these cast members on stage. And I just remember thinking, what an amazing company that people are this close that they would do this for their co-workers and they were all there waving um one of the cast members she was a custodial leader so there was like mops and brooms with her face on them being waved around <laughs> oh that's so cool yeah so it was just such a joyful occasion and from that moment i was like i need to know who these people are what is <laughs> doing because this looks incredible and like what an amazing opportunity so from there i pretty much was invested and did everything i could to learn about the program well, and one thing I can attest to what you're saying is that when I was um, with the Walt Disney Company, I felt so um, respected and cared for by my peers that that was like one of the biggest takeaways I had from the company is that like no matter where I was, I always felt like I had a support system. So that's really cool to say that you you saw it hands like uh, what, what what would the word be? Um, first hand. First hand. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, and then also I wanted to talk about with the ambassador program, you traveled a lot. Was that through the ambassador program? You, uh, well, I am a traveler by nature, so I do mm -hmm. love to travel. And it's funny because my current travel buddy it is who, what, who served with me, my co-ambassador. Uh, we're pretty much best friends now. And Oh, good. Yeah, so we travel together quite a bit. Um, during our term, we, we did travel a little bit. Now, a lot of our traveling happened domestically and locally because, of course, we had counterparts that served their properties all across the world. Uh, but there were opportunities for us to travel, uh, sometimes abroad. I know my counterpart, Nathaniel Palma, he ended up visiting, I think it was every property during his time as ambassador. He also went to Marceline, Missouri uh, to represent uh, the ambassador program in Walt Disney World at, in, in Walt Disney's hometown. Um, and then we did some domestic traveling as well. We represented uh, the Walt Disney Company during the Boys and Girls Club Youth of the Year um, uh, interviews and, uh, and scholarship programs. So there were some opportunities to travel. But I, I will say that most of our crazy international adventures is just because we we love seeing this beautiful planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's awesome. a lot to see, too, just outside of Epcot, right? Exactly. I actually, I think I only need three more countries now I've completed all of Epcot in real life. That's insane. Oh, wow. So I actually have a question later on when we do our Instagram investigation about your travel. So I'm excited for that one. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So kind of moving along, we're going to come back to the ambassador role a little bit later, but we want to talk about some of your other roles real quick. Uh, we're going to start with consumer insights, kind of just, um, you kind of touched on it a little bit, uh, but what, just give us a brief overview of, uh, your daily role that you took on. 
loved my time in Consumer Insights, especially as a brand cast member. I felt like it gave me a great overview of all of Walt Disney World because you can work in all the parks and at the time also in the resorts. Daily, what being a research cast member entailed or now Consumer Insights is you have to have the ability to walk up to hundreds of strangers per day while they're on vacation and stop them and ask them if they don't mind answering a few of your questions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that has to be daunting. It it can be. I mean, it it definitely isn't a role for everybody. Uh, But to this day, I'm so grateful because they were one of my most supportive leadership teams. And I feel like I got so much experience in that role that it helped me really launch into a number of other parts of my Disney career. So um, it definitely teaches you resilience and and also it was a lot of fun because I got to talk to people from all over the world. And after they were finished answering my questions, which a lot of guests are really invested in the Disney brand. So people were Mm -hmm. kind of give their feedback. So after that, to be able to ask them, now can I help you with anything? I can't tell you how many vacations I planned, how many magical moments I got to make, how many problems I solved, how many like family moments I was a part of. So it had a lot of freedom to do those, um, had to make those moments. Uh, and that's something I really appreciated about it. I also had a mandatory break for all my cast members and we watched the parade every day. So I feel like no job is that bad if you get a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty nice break. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and you got to be on, you got to be a part of a lot of projects. So a lot of these surveys were used to help the company improve things or to guide decisions. I remember one of the most fun surveys I was able to administer was years ago. And a lot of the questions were about Star Wars and Star Wars knowledge. And it was a really fun survey and asking people, where would you like to visit if you could visit anywhere in Star Wars uh, in the Star Wars universe? So definitely it's a great, it's a great way to get out of your shell to meet people. And it really does make an impact on the company. So again, I said it before, be kind to those research cast members because it's also a tough job. That's cool because it, it almost sounds like you're a form of guest relations in the streets itself of, of Disney. Um, the, someone that like a beacon that people can go to for questions or um, anything almost. I always considered myself, I told people I was a mobile information kiosk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Once I finished my work, I was, I had the freedom to hand out maps, to ask people that looked lost, do you need help and walk them somewhere? So of course I had the surveys I needed to complete and those um, can sometimes be challenging, but once those were done, I, I had so much freedom to really create magic and help people. And la- I think it was this time last year, um, there was a new role that was introduced into the parks. It's the ones that wear, I forgot the name of it, that wear the blue shirts. Um, they're like kind of information desks. Yeah, they call them the GET team, the guest experience team. Yes. Is that, did that come from uh, the Consumer Insights uh, surveys? That I can't know for sure. I would not be surprised because ju- any big decision at Disney, I'm sure, um, is, is guided by, as any large company, is guided by insights from their customers because of sure. course on offer so it would not be surprising to me if that did come from that yeah i thought that was a brilliant move by disney having just an extra step on top of what they already have for um guest information 
definitely was so successful. And those cast members are so wonderful and super passionate. And actually, again, my counterpart, Nathaniel, he was one of the leaders for that team. And um, everybody there just loved that role. Yeah, they always look like they're having fun, too. So that's good. That's That was always fun to see. I was PhotoPass, so I worked um, alongside a lot of their booths. So it was kind of cool to talk to them and like see how their role was going as well. Nice, have a little bit of crossover and kind of seeing what each other does. Exactly. Um, so I also wanted to talk about uh, the guest talent coordinator. So um, again, like what what was kind of like a day in the life for you um, in this role? The guest talent coordinator for the American Idol Experience or for Candlelight Processional? Uh, let's talk about American Idol Experience. Sure. So this is funny because this was actually one of the ways that coming from Consumer Insights was helpful in getting this role because I my goal had been to be in entertainment. The, Amer and the American Idol Experience guest talent coordinator did essentially what I had done for research, but with entertainment. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> so you kind of got the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. So I pretty much, well, first of all, I got to wear a pretty cool costume. It was like specially picked out and it was supposed to be, you know, very snazzy. Oh gosh, snazzy does not sound like a cool word, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like, you know, these red sneakers and these very stylized jeans and like sunglasses and a cool hat. So I would stand out in the parks and I stood there with an American Idol experience sign. And just like in Consumer Insight, I had to approach strangers all day long on their vacation and ask them if they wanted to audition to perform in front of random guests on their on their day in Disney's Hollywood studios. Oh my gosh! That's, As you're talking, I looked it up be... to see it, and I found the I found the uh, the costume. You did? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I found it. That that is a look. Yeah, it's <laughs> like then... all red and the cool T-shirt. Yep. And yeah. then did you did you have to wear sunglasses as well, or is that just him wearing them? They provided the sunglasses, you know, because it is sunny in, in Florida. So it definitely was part of the costume. They were optional, but um, most of the days I really did need them because you're outside so, for most of it. Maybe it's just him holding it, but um, it seems like you're describing it. it's like a little handheld sign. It's it's like an oval shape and then it has in red auditions. Yep. So I would That's just want to park with that sign. And half the time people just wanted pictures of me with the sign and then <laughs> right. you know what I'm doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I held that up and I would try to get people to audition. So did you ever have um, anyone come through on the auditions that was successful in like an actual show? You mean on the actual American Idol show? Yeah, I kind of worded that weird. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, yes, so there were. Um, so the, the grand prize, if you won the day, was a golden ticket to go to the front of the line of a real American Idol audition. And wow. so we sent a lot of people to the auditions and then there were a number of them that did make it into the top 10. And you know, at this point, forgive me, I cannot remember who they all were anymore, but there were a number of, of top 10 performers throughout the season that had started at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's insane. And a really That's cool story impressive. for those uh, guests. Yeah, it was such a cool, it was such a cool show. I loved it. It's probably one of my shortest <laughs> roles I ever had at Walt Disney World, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Um, so, so, oh, sorry, Phil. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, kind of uh, moving right along into the traditions facilitator. Um, you want to give us a, um, 
I know Jeremy's very excited to talk about this one. <laughs> yeah, this would be cool. Um, Give me all the questions, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go, so, go ahead, Jeremy. Take it away. So this is just such an interesting role because you, to make sure I have the role correctly, you're the one that's um, just giving the presentation, correct? On the first day when cast members arrive, uh, it's the yes, the two facilitators that greet you and facilitate your entire day. Yeah, that's such an amazing experience for those new cast members that come in. So uh, for those who don't know, I'm sure a lot of our um, listeners are people in the college program or people that want to pursue a life in the college program. So um, when you get there, you do um, an event called Traditions where you learn about the company, you learn about what you'll be doing, and then you get to go see the parks. So I just like – I don't even know where to start, honestly, because I'm kind of like – not like starstruck, but I don't know like how to talk about it because it's just so well run. And when yeah, very I, organized. When I very organized. went through my traditions, the um, two women that were presenting, at the very end, they – admitted to us that it was their first time doing it and that their trainer was watching us and their trainer was retiring. So it was a super, like super, super cool experience and everyone was crying. Um, and now I like, don't even have any questions for you because I'm, I was so excited to talk about it and I like don't know what to say. So Phil, you say something then I'll come back. Well, okay. did you find them again? You're a facilitators. Cause that's always fun when you like find them on your Disney journey and you're like, Oh my gosh, you taught my traditional class. I saw one of them and she told us to make a sign at her. And so I made that sign and she did it back. So that was pretty cool. Um, she was at Epcot. You tapped your wrist to show you spent time together? I did tap my wrist. Yes. Yeah. So that was awesome. We love when you do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it's got to be an amazing feeling. It is. So what, what is your favorite part of the traditions course or the day that you go through? Oh. I have to say, oh gosh, it's so hard. Traditions is probably one of my favorite things I've done with the Walt Disney Company. And I think, I think I have two answers for this. One is the new people coming in because obviously so many of them are so excited to be there. And I would always ask, you know, what brought you here? You know, who is here because this has been a lifelong dream? Who is here completely by accident and never thought they would work here? And I loved getting both answers because I was in the second group. Um, and so you'd get people that were couldn't believe that they were working at Disney World. And then you have some people that had dreamed their whole lives to come here. And maybe they were retiring. This was their you know, post-professional job. And they could bring their grandkids to the parks now. I mean, just the stories and the passion people have for, you know, what's the, what's the job that we all have to do. That was always really inspiring to me. And that, I think, started really started me down the path of wanting to be a cast focused um, cast member at Walt Disney World. So I loved the people. I've always just loved, loved the people. Uh, another thing that I always loved, it's not necessarily about the Traditions Day, but being on the Traditions team, because it's a new team each year, you get very close with your fellow Traditions facilitators. And some of my best friends I met because of being a Traditions facilitator. So to this day, we're all still close, even though we work all across Walt Disney World. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. It's a family. Yeah. And so um, being uh, a new cast member, getting to watch the uh, traditions presentation is really cool. But you kind of have the best seat in the house because you get to see 
all of the expressions of the new cast members. So is that kind of a cool feeling seeing their faces change as your presentation goes on? Yes. One of my favorite moments was actually at the very beginning. And of course the class has evolved since I had taught it, but we had what we call a sizzle reel and it was set to Miley Cyrus time of my life, which was awesome. Um, and it was a sizzle reel and it showed like clips from all across the Walt Disney company you know, so not only parks and resorts, but all the other divisions. Um, and it was just, you know, ESPN, Adventures by Disney, Cruise Line, anything you can, like any part of the company. And at the end of that video, to see people who had the reaction of like, I didn't, I didn't realize that that was part of Disney. Or I didn't realize that right. this was company. And I was like, that's what you're a part of. You are part of a global family. And it's something to be, so, like to see the pride to know like, wow, I'm part of something pretty huge. I loved that moment. And that kind of segues in um, to one part that I really liked in traditions was um, how you're a part of such a big company that means so much to so many different people. There's that letter from a guest. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's a pretty emotional part of the traditions uh, ceremony, if you will, um, where it's a guest that's written to Disney talking about their child's experience there. Um, that's still in the, that's still in traditions, right? They do have guest letters still. Yeah. That's, that was such a cool part for me to experience and everyone is crying in my room. Oh yeah. Those guest letters are, I mean, we get them all the time. It's, it's amazing what you can achieve and it can be anybody, right? You don't have to be a CEO or a, you know, like a, like a high up leader, you can be a cast member on Main Street USA and make a difference for someone. And that never ceases to inspire me. Right. Yeah. I, when I was on the streets of Hollywood Boulevard, every now and then I'd get a card from guests just letting me know that I was helping like make magic for them, which was super cool. I loved those. I have a little collection myself. That's so cool that you yeah, I kept them in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> you still pick me up. Exactly. So really quickly, um, we're just going to throw it to a break uh, for our sponsors. And then, as you all know, we'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. We are back. So, um, Phil, do you want to start us off with uh, Leadership yeah. Entertainment? Yeah, so with the Leadership Entertainment Manager role, is that um, you're kind of just in... I guess obviously the entertainment uh, department, but um, where where specifically were you located, and uh, what all did you help out with? Well, during my entertainment leadership role, this was my first role as a manager at Walt Disney World, and I have to tell you, this is like trial by fire, y'all. Um, <laughs> I, I was pretty new to the company still, so I think I'd only been with the company about nine months. Um, when I was offered this opportunity and I was so grateful and excited because I knew I loved cast members. So as an entertainment manager, my first role was at the busiest park in the world at the busiest time of year, the holiday season during the grand opening of new fantasy land. So it, oh, wow. was, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. That that's a big, that's a big opening, especially to be in magic kingdom. Yeah, it was um, it was a lot. So my role was primarily in all of the character meet and greet locations and the character dining locations. 
on the west side of the park. So Oh, I love character dining. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. Do you have a favorite? Ohana, easily. That's a good choice. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Um, oh gosh, I don't think I could pick a favorite. They're I all love, just so good. They're all so good. Um yeah, I love any place really that has bread pudding, which Ohana has mm. it. Say it again. <laughs> I love any restaurant that has bread pudding, and I know Ohana's. Oh, has okay. Pie, but yeah, I, I love the guava juice that Ohana has. I could, <laughs> I could, if I could have an endless supply of it, I'd be good. <laughs> Just like put it like right into a vein. Exactly, or maybe two. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I love character dining as well, and that was where I got my start. So Cinderella's Royal Table, Crystal Palace, and uh, eventually, it's not true character dining but be our guest restaurant um it was so cool i was there the first night that the master was in the was in the castle so really exciting to have the beast make his debut in his own castle yeah that that's really exciting that's a very cool experience i've had the opportunity to dine at be our guest a couple times and it's always a cool experience seeing him come out of those double doors and down the stairs that you've been there and i haven't (laughs) Oh no, you haven't? I haven't been there yet. What are you waiting for? I know. <laughs> that's a good question. I, I'm trying to get back into the college program. So um should I be there in the fall, I'm gonna make an appearance at be our guest. Oh, definitely. So, you have the grace. My fingers are both crossed. <laughs> I'll cross all the mine for you as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm sorry. So anything else about entertainment? That was so that was what um so I kind of worked with all the cast members that managed the our wonderful characters and worked with our guests to make those magical experiences across the park yeah that's definitely definitely a unique experience for sure um i mean along with this next one very much so the disney english when you were in china so i mean obviously um do you know a little mandarin or is, is that how you were able to be there or how did that work out <laughs> I am an EDNTN, which is very little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's funny how I ended up in China. I That was one of those things I never really expected or thought that would be my career path because I actually <laughs> went to China after my ambassadorship. So I'd already been with the Walt Disney Company for quite some time. And then I mysteriously disappeared for about a year to the other side of the planet. <laughs> Um, but really, actually, it's a great opportunity for anybody that just wants a chance to see a different part of our company and explore a different part of the world. So I do know a lot of college program participants have reached out to me about this program, and a number of them have gone on to participate in it. Uh, I had been looking for opportunities after my ambassadorship, and uh, it was a it was just a time that there wasn't a lot of openings, just just based on the timing of the year. And as I mentioned before, I love to travel. I had always wanted to live abroad back in my my youthful days. <laughs> and I had just assumed at this point in my life that, that that opportunity had passed me by, right? Like I have a career and I own a home and I have a husband and, you know, picking up your life and moving across the world, that's for 20 somethings or, um, you know, when it's easier just to lift up and go. But a friend of mine had mentioned, he's like, hey, I'm going to go move to China. Do you want to do that? And I was like, well, that's 
kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but I, I decided to look into it. And it was one of those moments I was like, you know what, this is a, a time to do it and anything is possible. And yes, maybe it's a little bit harder because I'm, I'm a little bit more established, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. Anything is possible. I've always wanted to do this. So let me just put it in application. I, I think I was like with my girlfriends, they're like, you should do it. And so I was like, okay. And I literally, just, <laughs> like it was a like girl's weekend, like do it. How adventurous and young we used to be. So, uh, without my husband's knowledge, I, I applied. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> just threw it in there. <laughs> I just tossed it in the hat. You never know until you like you put something in there. And then they called me. So I did talk. I was like, so I did this thing. How would you feel about moving to China? And <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. He is the most wonderful person and supportive. And he's like, if that's what you really want to do. I guess I should apply as well. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, cause he was in a good place, but he could do it too. And so we both applied and interviewed and we were offered the position like a week later. It happened really quickly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was like, Oh, and you get offered to move to China. Do we want to live our lives? Say, remember the time we almost moved to China and we didn't like, we can't say that. Right. <laughs> so we did it. That's such an amazing experience, especially to just like do it on a whim and then have your husband do it on a whim and then get it in a week. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of serendipitous. And I feel like everything happens for a reason and the timing was right. So we went for it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's a truly like a once in a lifetime experience, I feel mm -hmm. like. Yeah, it really is. And you learn so much. And it did offer me an insight into a totally different part of our company, a completely different culture, which is beneficial for future professional career development. Uh, so I really feel like it was a great, it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. I, that, I bet. I can't imagine. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what that more, like. more fun experience than exploring a different country while while working for Disney. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and ideal. so moving in on to our last role that we're going to discuss with you is the ambassadorship again, kind of jumping back into it. Uh, so, I mean, could you give us your uh, experience of what you had to go through to apply for um, to become an ambassador? Because I, I've, I had the opportunity to speak to one during my college program and uh, ask, ask them a little bit about it. And it was a very extensive process. So if you could kind of just quickly go over that a little bit, that'd be great. Of course. Not to put you on the spot, but do you remember who it was that you spoke with? Oh, I do, I do not. But it was in the, it was in 2000, the spring of 2018. Do you remember who the ambassadors was, were at oh, that yeah. time? Was it Ken Facey or Brandon Peters? I think it was Brandon. Brandon. Was Brandon. Yeah, they were the most, we have the current team. They were um, right before the current team and right after my term. Okay. Okay. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. That, yeah. They, he, act, um, I, I took a couple of the uh, courses offered at Disney that you can take while you're in the college program. And he came to talk to our class one day and, 
I kind of I talked to him a little bit after, and that was that was a really cool experience. Oh, that's awesome! I loved teaching that class specifically because our college program participants are always so enthusiastic. Um, but back to your original question, what the process is like? It it does change from you know selection to selection, uh, but during my selection, they have some common components. During my selection, it was a series of panel interviews. So if any if any of you listeners have worked at Disney and, and interviewed for anything, or maybe either of you, you will know that Disney loves their panel interviews. It is a very efficient way to have a number of people all listen to you interview at the same time. Okay. So we had a, so there was a few hundred people that expressed interest and you have to do an information session so you can learn about the role what the expectations are you have to get leadership support of course and then you have to do a formal application with your resume uh and then from there you're scheduled for a panel interview and i at the time and i think this has changed a little bit but at the time i shared a panel interview with two other potential candidates so the three of us had a 15 minute window and we had a panel of leaders that asked us questions uh from there they moved forward and they moved to a semi-finalist round so from those few hundred they moved to 10 people and uh in that round we had another panel interview but this time it was an individual so i was able to go in on my own with a panel of senior leadership from across Walt disney world and do another panel style interview and then i'll go ahead Oh, so I was just say, what was it like walking into that room? Yeah, was that intimidating? Um, a little bit. It was. I'm I'm kind of weird, and I don't mind interviewing. I I feel like it's a fun opportunity to have a conversation with people, which I know makes me. Very I mean, clear. that that that's a good that's a very good thing to have, though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, it is a little intimidating because um the first time I I interviewed because I, I went through the process twice the first time I think it was only nine months with the company um, and I made it to the semi-finalist round so I was just this like little hourly cast member not little but <laughs> I was like what am I doing here um, <laughs> it was in that second panel interview that yes I kind of I kind of got a little over overexcited and probably a little too bubbly and I think um, nervous because I wanted it so badly and I think in that case it kind of worked against me because I got too nervous and I felt a little pressure on it whereas my second time around I did approach it more as a you know what this is a great opportunity to show my passion for this company and the people who bring it to life but if I if they don't if they decide they're not going to put a big shiny pin on my on my shirt I'm still going to go to work tomorrow and be an ambassador for this company and represent the joy and the inspiration. Like, so I'm still going to go on and do that. So I think that was almost right. common. And it made it less intimidating because we're all ambassadors for the company. We put the name tag on. It's right. Who is the official like spokesperson is, is a different thing. But all of us can still have the same, emulate those same characteristics. So that was almost like a talisman against being nervous for me in that moment. Yeah, that's that's really cool. That's. That's very good to know. Um, and kind of something else I wanted to ask you for anyone potentially listening that wants to uh, maybe pursue being an ambassador in the future. What what do you recommend them 
doing previously to maybe become qualified or what they need to do in preparation uh, for this experience? Oh, that is a great question. I'm sure, I'm sure different, every ambassador and every leader would probably answer differently. So this is my Caitlin brand. <laughs> uh, of course, the first step is a genuine passion and love for the company and the cast members, because you are the official representative of the cast members. And, you know, we always say it's not, the role isn't necessarily about me, Caitlin. I am here representing 75,000 other people and shining the light on them. I just have the platform to do it. So having that understanding, it's not, it can appear to be such a glamorous role. And yes, we get to do amazing things. And I was so grateful for every opportunity. But truly, it's a service role, just like any leadership role is. It's a service role. I'm here sure. to serve the cast. Um, so I think that understanding and, and really knowing that in your heart, if you're, if you're, that's going to really be helpful. Now, the second part of that equation, uh, and this is where I come in with my communications background. Uh, I've met with plenty of cast members who have the passion, who have the love and the drive, and that's wonderful. For the ambassador role, I truly believe you need to have that communications piece because you can have all the passion in the world, but if you can't deliver it to an audience or if you can't convey it to a person one-on-one -on -one in like a more intimate moment, if you can't write effectively, you're not going to be as effective in the role, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, so to me, a practical way to, I guess, quote unquote, prepare is be an ambassador every single day. Whenever you put the name tag on, think of if 10 years from now, if you're on that stage with people cheering for you, are they going to remember you from 10 years ago and say, yes, that makes sense that they're up there. They've always been positive. They've always been a champion for our cast. They've always spoken well of the company. And then the other thing I would say is practice communication, whether that's writing. I used to go to Toastmasters so I could practice my impromptu because mm -hmm. so much of it's off the cuff, right? You need to be able to sure. speak. Um, all of those things were really helpful tools. So when it came time to walk into an interview and they asked you questions, it, it helps you feel more confident because you have those in your toolbox. That's a really good way to look at that. And, um, a really good set of advice for people. Um, I didn't even necessarily think about the communications portion of it. I like kind of like just assumed that it would be important, but never thought that much about it. So like, that's really cool to think about it in that way. So, um, finally our last question, um, for you of the main portion of it. Where do you see yourself going um, in the future of the Disney company? Do you see yourself with the Disney company or do you have other plans in mind? Uh, I always have a hard time answering this because my life has been such a me journey. Um, so I am personally never the kind of person that has like a five or 10 year plan. I like to take it a couple steps at a time um, and do what's right in that moment, which I know is a very general answer so i guess a better answer is ideally i would love to be with the walt disney company because i love this company and i feel like i make sense here i feel like i fit the culture uh, i did leave briefly um and i enjoyed my time outside the company and learned a lot but to me this just felt like coming home so i would like to be with the walt disney company 
Uh, and as long as opportunities keep presenting themselves and they're the right opportunity for me and also for my family, um, I, I would like to continue on this path. Ideally, I would, I don't know what my job title will be future state. I do think I want it to, to be a cast facing role. I work at very much guest facing right now and our guests are wonderful, but I do have a passion for the cast members that come to work every single day and really make Disney what it is. So yeah. I love to do something with cast, um, ideally in development, in mentoring, something that really helps, helps them in a real way every single day. That's so awesome. Yeah, That's that really sounds awesome. really exciting. And with your passion and everything that you've done, I've no doubt that you will end up doing that for sure. Yeah. For, oh. for the hour that we've known you, um, <laughs> it's very, it's very clear that you'd be really good at that. And I'd be really happy to have you as my supervisor. So, oh, well, um, thank you. well we're getting you back. I got my fingers crossed. Remember? Yes. Hopefully <laughs> all 10 are crossed. Um, so that'll finish the main portion of it. And now we do have some trivia and I'm excited to see, um, oh, yeah. how you fare on these. So Phil will start us off and then we'll go from there. <laughs> Don't judge me. No, I'm, we, <laughs> the trivia is never good. No one it, ever gets it right. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's more so just kind of, so we can throw out some fun facts and we, but we kind of turn it into trivia to see if our guests can, um, figure it out we always theme it per location so like for example phil was mini golf i would ask him questions about fantasia mini golf oh god so you're kind you kind of have a bit of a, a backbone but for you we kept them pretty broad so. yeah we did we did broad pretty much dis just disney world and orlando yep so right. so good luck and here we go thanks <laughs> so the first question is which uh, which park in Disney World is the smallest? The smallest Disney park would have to be Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah, because Disney's Animal Kingdom is rather large. Or, well, do you mean by... By acre. Acreage, I guess. Oh, well, now that we've added... I'm going to say Magic Kingdom Park. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. <laughs> We yes. got a little nervous when you said Hollywood Studios. And then oh, yeah, we were back. like, oh, no, are we wrong? <laughs> I think of Magic Kingdom as because it's so attractions dense. I just think in terms of like timing, I never would mm -hmm. think about smallest, but yeah. So when Walt Disney World first opened, um, what was the admission price, if you know? 25 cents. Wait. A little bit more. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking Disneyland. I'm sorry. I was like, uh-oh, did we get that one wrong? Get Disney World. <laughs> sorry. I was thinking Disneyland and e-tickets. Um, Walt Disney World in 1971? Ooh. Uh, $15. I have no idea. Actually, it was only $3.50. Really? Isn't that insane? Oh, man. The 25 cents though doesn't sound too bad either, though. <laughs> Over in California. <laughs> so next one is, do you know what year uh, the American Idol experience opened? Oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't there for the opening, and I'm terrible with dates. And my counterpart, <laughs> Nathaniel Palma, will give me so much trouble. 
because he's brilliant with all things. Like he knows the dates for everything, and the, he knows so much. And who he's teasing, it. Caitlin, come on, Miss Ambassador, <laughs> you know this. Leave <laughs> me alone. Um, oh no, I have no idea. It was February fourteenth of two thousand nine. I was going to say the 2000s, which I know is a rather large range, but... <laughs> it, we looked it up. It was announced on February February 7th of 2008, and then opened pretty much just a year later. So, um, yeah. That's so strange that that was, um, what, 11 years ago? Yeah. Oh. Wild. Um, so, I thought this one was uh, fairly cool. Do you know how much in percentage of Disney is devoted to horticulture? How much, how much, like, uh, area? Like or? Of land. Of, like, pro- um, Disney World property, yeah. Well, I know a third, I don't know if it's considered horticulture, but a third is always kept for conservation purposes. Or do you mean, like, backstage horticulture areas? Um, Let's see how they worded it. I think they left it to onstage. Oh, that's an excellent question. I'm going to say... 25%. <laughs> it is a little lower. It's uh, 12%, but in the scale of everything, that's such a large percentage. Yeah, that's you consider roads and attractions and... Right. Yeah. It says um, an area equivalent to nearly 3,000 football fields. Wow. So... Yeah, that's still a lot. High five to Disney for that one. <laughs> Conservation areas, like there's so much. It's very cool. And now one more that um, there's no way to guess this one. I just saw it and I thought it was really funny and Phil liked it too. Um, (laughs) So it's titled Tennis Anyone. So uh, this one's just more of a fun fact, I'll tell you. Um, It would take nearly 9.5 million tennis balls to fill one of the tennis cans at the um, All-Star Resort. uh, The Oh, yeah, just the All-Star Resort. You know those giant cans that they have? um, Yeah. It, yeah, isn't that crazy? It would take 9.5 million balls to fill it up. Who counted that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you make that happen? I don't know. I'm sure there's math involved. I feel like I've heard that one before. Like I never could have told you the number ever. Um, right. but I, I have heard that before. That's really cool. That is really cool. So um we have a tradition on the show where we finish up uh every episode with some Disney questions. So um we'll start it out with uh, and these are in no order, however you answer these. Uh, your top three Disney movies. Oh, boy. Okay. I have to say one of them would be Tangled because I love the music. I love Rapunzel. I just think it was such a well-done movie. And and don't get me wrong. I love Frozen. But I feel like once Frozen came along, everybody forgot about Tangled. And it's such an amazing movie. So that's one. Yeah. Beautiful. That's Beauty a popular the, one. I know. It's a really good one. I love that movie. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is one of my, my favorite classics. I think that was the first show I saw on Broadway with my dad was Beauty and the Beast. And I've always loved the music from that as well. And it's be pretty obvious that I'm a 90s child. <laughs> Lion King would probably be one of my others. Um, I love the music again from that movie. I love Africa and animals. And um, yeah, that might be my third one. Um, one song that I feel like is very underappreciated is If I Can't Love Her from the um, Beauty and the Beast musical. It's so good. Oh, my yeah, God. It's I so love- good. 
it's such a good show. I actually got to see, I've seen that show three times on in, on Broadway, and I saw it once in Mandarin when I was in China. Oh wow! Um, um, so our next question: Why did I lose it? Oh, oh, here we go. Next question. Uh, <laughs> okay, you got it. <laughs> your favorite Disney character? Oh, not to be repetitive, but I think. Belle, she's always been my favorite. Um, she loves to read, and I've always loved to read. And she also wants to, you know, see the world. And I was also, you know, obviously I'm a traveler, so I have a bracelet that um, my husband got for me. It's a little gold bangle, and it says, "I want adventure in the great wide somewhere." Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So she's always been kind of just someone I've related to, and so I, I really love Belle. Yeah, she's a she's a really good inspiration. I feel like for anyone. Yeah, strong character. Really is. So we'll actually skip our next one because it is um, favorite Disney princess, and you just answered that. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, top two Disney songs or soundtracks? Oh wow, these are hard questions. I love Disney music so much. So uh, one of my favorite soundtracks would actually be The Lion King. The Broadway production. Yes. So good. It's so good how they took the music of Elton John, who's amazing, and Tim Rice, and then brought in, you know, authentic African-inspired music. I just I just think it's so brilliantly done, and I absolutely love it. So that'd be one. Ooh, and the second... I don't know if it... Oh, I love the soundtrack of... Hercules, I think that's a really, really fun soundtrack. I love the muses. So that might be, and it's also my favorite to sing along to. Yeah, they're really powerful. Did you ever see on YouTube? I think I saw it on Twitter, actually. Um, There's recording of them in the studio singing the muses. Really? Yeah, it's so cool to watch. Like an original, oh, wow. Like the the original cast singing in the studio. All right, I'm totally um, looking that up as soon as we are. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) And now our final question. Um, uh, The this is one that we 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 really both like talking about, but um, it's whatever ride you think has the best queue. So whether that means it's got the coolest things to look at, um, it's the easiest to stand in, shortest wait. However, you justify the best queue. Oh, no, this is a hard one. I I mean, we've gotten so good with our immersive cues. I I do love, obviously, um, Smuggler's Run is really cool. I think they've done a really good job with the cue there. I also really like uh, Flight of Passage's cue. Yeah, the Flight of Passage gets mentioned, so that's a, a pretty... Pretty famous one on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah, it is. Uh, once you get inside, well, of course, the outside is also breathtaking. But once you get inside, it's just unbelievably immersive. It's incredible, and I also feel like a little bit spoiled because before I left for China, uh, one of someone I knew and I'd worked with um, while I was ambassador was one of the Imagineers that worked on the pro- project, 
And I was leaving right before the attraction. I, I didn't have a chance to ride the attraction, even though I'd been talking about it with our media partners for like two years. <laughs> so he was kind enough to give me and my the group of people I was with a walkthrough of the queue from an Imagineer's perspective and how oh, wow. to put things together. Uh, and so my friends were geeking out like, Caitlin, people usually have to pay money for this kind of thing. <laughs> Dang. Like, That's really cool. So that was pretty neat. So I have, you know, kind of, and I love that from that perspective, that memory as well. That's really well, cool. That, and I, I just came up with one more question off of that. Um, so obviously Disney Plus is very hot right now. Um, yes. And the Imagineering story, I'm sure you see a lot of people you know on there. Is that right? Uh, yeah, there are some people that I know. Uh, we've had the opportunity to meet with lots of Imagineers, some of them sadly no longer with us and some of them that are still working on projects today. So that's always, it's always, it's always kind of a cool pinch me moment. You're like, I can't believe I just casually got to meet these incredible people that have built our company. You're right. Yeah. It's a bit humbling. <laughs> with that, I mean, that'll kind of wrap it up. Yeah. Um, that, that was an awesome episode. Yeah. Uh, loved recording it. I can't wait back. I can't wait to go back and listen to it. Um, it, it's kind of weird usually listening to episodes that we recorded, but just, it was, it was hard to even take it all in the first time. So. Yeah. I, I never listen to our, our episodes, but I'm re-listening to this one. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. you, to you all too. this was really fun. Well, on behalf of Phil and I, we wanted to just thank you for being on. We are super, super excited and we both look forward to it all day. Well, thank you both for having me. I, really appreciate it and i always love to talk about disney so if y'all ever want to talk or <laughs> i'm happy to to help anybody if they need help like within their careers and it's one of the things i love most well hopefully we can do another dcp series soon and maybe we can get you on again in the future to talk about um some tips and advice for applying to the college program definitely and even if you want i mean my again my counterpart nathaniel who's also an ambassador and he is he was a guest relations manager now. He's actually at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. He did the college program. So he did a lot of stuff with the college program during his ambassador term too. And I, I think he would also love to do that. Yeah, that would yeah, be awesome. I would I would love to get in contact with him. So um maybe we can try to arrange something with that. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Um and did you all do anything with the Instagram account or is that as did you get what you need? Oh, did we miss that? Let's let's touch that really quick. Yeah. Okay, I didn't, so, even, I didn't even realize. Yeah, we were so caught we up, so in the... overwhelmed in this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> we skipped a segment. Okay, so starting off, we saw that you stayed at the new Disney Riviera Resort. Yes. How was that? Amazing! It is, it is an absolutely gorgeous resort. I think they did such a good job with the details. So it's not you know like overtly Disney. But there's enough details that make it feel very Disney. Uh, I love the the murals are beautiful. So they have the Peter Pan mural and the Tangled mural. The and Tangled the, mural was so cool. Oh, I was there for like, I think I had like my own little personal photo shoot because it was <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I every angle of this mural. Um, it's so cool. And then in the, like right off the lobby, there are a number of, photos of Walt Disney and some of them are photos I've never seen before so it's kind of cool to have some of that heritage right there yeah that's really cool um yeah I love history so I'd love to see that for myself 
Um, and then also we saw you have a new member of the family, uh, a little cat. Yeah. Congratulations on that. And uh, one more. Congratulations <laughs> on the pregnancy. Thank you. <laughs> That's so exciting. We are thrilled. And actually, it's funny because there were some people that just saw the cat part. And so they congratulated me on the cat, which is great because she's amazing. <laughs> um, but I could tell who had a short attention span. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what's the cat's name? Um, it's Cat. The cat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Keep it hey, simple, you know? Yeah. Don't fix it if it ain't broke, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then finally... Uh, we saw that you went to, it was an awesome picture. You went to a national park and saw elephants Were were those just wild elephants walking around? Oh, that was our trip to, um, Botswana. Uh, my okay. Husband, my husband and I, for our five year anniversary did, I've always wanted to go to Africa. I've always been low key obsessed with the continent. Like since I was a kid, <laughs> I don't even know why. Um, and so finally for our five year anniversary, we went and went on safari and showed me national park, which actually has. I think the highest concentration of African elephants. Um, and it was pure magic, y'all. Like, I, I just wow. absolutely loved it. Yeah, I can't even imagine because the safari at Disney World is an awesome look, but you know you're not really there. I would love to see what you saw um, actually on the safari. It was incredible. And even like we were sitting in camp one night all dark and our guide kind of went like shh don't just be quiet and he's showing a light and there was a parade of elephants going through our camp that we wow. could oh my gosh quiet uh so it was very cool but to disney's credit there was plenty of times on safari in botswana where i was like oh you know what darn it animal kingdom is pretty spot on <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's yeah. cool to know it was yeah really the Kilimanjaro Safaris has always been one of my favorite rides just because of how immersed you do feel. Oh, I agree. It's one of my favorites, too. They did such a beautiful job with that, with that attraction. And I can tell you, it's, it's very accurate. Um, so, yeah, with that, again, we just wanted to thank you. Um, this has been an awesome episode. Uh, like we said, I can't wait to go back and I'm going to edit it tonight so that we can re-listen to it. Um, before everyone else does <laughs> and hopefully we can be in contact with you again soon to have you on we'd, we'd both love that yeah oh, definitely pleasure y'all thank you so so much of course well we hope you all have a good rest of your day and um, we'll see you all soon all bye right. good bye bye